Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 52. I'm your host, mind-body coach and pain relief specialist, Molly Jager. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, I am coming to you today uh, really drained and that's okay. I am have this kind of ongoing tight tension in my neck that I want to talk to you about because of, you know, I want to relate it to your experience with ongoing tension or pain in your body and how I deal with it. And I really wanted to speak to you from within this state so that I could have a really clear, direct connection to what it feels like. And yeah, the other day a client said to me, you always seem like you're in such good spirits or energetic I don't know what she said something like that and it was like well I come to our sessions with the energy and availability to hold space for you because that's my job (laughs) but it doesn't mean that in my own private life I don't have moments of struggle and challenge and I think I said to her you know I usually feel like I need to cry about once a week and if I haven't cried then the tension is building and I need to go have a release. I have lots of emotions that I need to process. Uh, There's lots of things that I experience that you experience too and just because I don't have a chronic pain issue anymore doesn't mean that I still don't have challenges and tension and resistance and Uh, emotion. (laughs) Oh, I definitely have emotion. So it all started when my husband woke me up this morning at 5.15 a.m. for a cuddle. (laughs) I just want to cuddle, he said. And uh, my husband wakes up every morning at 5. And I try to wake up in the mornings at 5.30. And uh, because I like to have a little bit of space to myself to do some movement and some processing before I have to get my kids up at 6.30, it really has a big effect on my whole day. But I would say that getting up early in the morning is one of the most difficult things that I have to do in my life. I find it so, so challenging. My ability to reason my brain into getting up is like so low. (laughs) My brain is not working very well. Apparently my husband's brain wasn't working very well because we've been married for like uh, 15 years and he somehow forgot (laughs) what I'm like in the mornings. And he was like, oh, I thought you were getting up at five these days. And I was like, no, never, never, never. So that's all fine. And he let me, you know, roll over or at least I rebuffed him like with certainty or whatever you want to call it. 
And he was like, all right, I'll just go downstairs. And pretty soon after that, I was like, oh, I've got a headache. Nice. (laughs) And then thinking, is my headache because I'm just got angry or was there something else going on? And, and I kind of let myself lay in bed past the time of my, um, alarm and just breathe, just breathe and breathe and breathe. Because here's the thing, anytime that I have pain and this goes for anybody, anytime that you have pain, there will always be tension, an excess of tension somewhere, either in uh, response to the pain or that's what's causing the pain or a little bit of both, right? It's often a little bit of both, I would say in most cases. And neck pain in particular and headaches in particular is usually due to chronic tension or an excess of tension in the muscles of your neck. And for a lot of people who wake up with headaches and uh, pain, what you're unaware of because you're asleep is that your body is tensing and tightening in your sleep. And I had some kind of recollection of this as I woke up, like, oh yeah, I was, I was tightening and tensing in my neck and I could feel, and I often experience this and I invite you to try it if you have a headache or if you have pain to lie down in a position that's comfortable for you. And for me, that's often on my side. And then to release the tension. And at first, you won't be able to. You won't be able to do it. So I feel like I'm resting the weight of my head on the pillow. My head feels heavy, especially if you have a headache, right? It might feel really heavy and dense. But I know, because I've done this before, and I will tell you as well, that if there is If the tension persists, if there's throbbing, sorry, if the headache persists and there's throbbing, the tension is persisting. And so I know that I'm tensing my neck muscles more than I need to. And I just continue to breathe and soften and breathe and soften and breathe and soften and invite my head to be heavy, 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 heavy. And I repeat this over and over and over again in various ways focusing on different parts of my body, my head, my neck, my shoulder, my arm. And little by little, little, I start to feel that the tension is releasing. And I feel like, oh yeah. And then I might feel a softening a little bit or the pain reduces or the headache softens. And that uh, that will be in conjunction with a feeling of release in my neck, right? This always happens. And so I did this for myself, you know, uh, for a while, I got out of bed and moved around a little bit, feeling a little bit better, but still in this place where there's something that isn't willing to let go. There's something that isn't willing to let go for one reason or another. And so sometimes I might take this into, if I have the space and time into more movement in a different position, lying down on the floor and going through some movement lessons or some other breathing uh, processes that I do for myself. But sometimes, sometimes I need to go for a walk or write because sometimes the thing that won't let go is the emotion, is the resistance to having an experience that I don't like or 
that I don't want to have in my life, in my relationship, or something that's going on that's creating that tension, something that's going on in my mind or my emotional body that's creating that tension in my physical body. And I want to invite you to explore these different areas. And this is this is everything, by the way, that I offer in my program when I work with people through transformational pain relief. We, we go into these different areas of the body, the mind, and you might think of it as the emotional body. Because it's like, what is the piece, what are the pieces to this puzzle and how can we move them around? How can we get in there and explore? And through that exploration, we start to find what needs to be spoken to and what needs to be heard and what needs to release. But we can't do that unless we actually go through the practices and the processes. We actually do the thing, right? (laughs) It's like you can't run a marathon if you don't work on running and training, right? And in fact, just talking through some of this with you on the podcast, I can feel some of that pressure releasing. So I have downstairs two headache pills from a new bottle that I opened this morning that I almost took and then I put back down and are waiting for me if I decide to take them. (laughs) I don't have anything against taking medication um, in general, especially when you're in a situation or circumstance where you need it. I today have space to be with myself and to process what I need to process. So I decided to take that route instead of taking the medication, which I would do if I felt like I was in a situation where I was pressed for time and I needed to or chose to do, uh, get things out or do things rather than, you know, go through the process with myself to address the pain that route. Taking pills is basically like, I'll deal with this later, right? Taking pills for pain is basically a way for you to buy some time or space. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with choosing that if you, you know, as a strategic choice, if you look at your situation and see that A, you don't have the time or the energy or the capacity to do this at that moment to deal with the core underlying issue. And that's fine. But if you do have the time, if you do have the time and space and a little bit of energy for it, I recommend exploring this route first because there's so much that you can learn about yourself, your body, and pain if you spend time with it, right? If you spend time trying to understand your body and pain and what's going on underneath the surface. And that's the thing that many of us rarely do, not because we're not smart enough or good or any of that crap, but simply because we don't have it built into our system how to do that. Because when we're growing up, we're not taught, we're not, it, nobody's doing that around us for the most part. Most of us have the experience of, all right, move through it, you know, pick it up, perk up, get it going. You know, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear you upset, blah, 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 go to your room or whatever. We don't have 
in our childhood, the experience of an adult, for the most part, really helping us to understand how to provide that time and space for ourselves. So it makes sense that as an adult, we wouldn't know how to do it or we wouldn't do it, right? We just wouldn't because it's not in our MO. It's not the way we tend to go about things, right? We tend to just be busy and smooth it over and keep going. And this is even for people who had wonderful, insightful, connected parents, right? Who did their best and who read books about parenting and who sent you to Montessori (laughs) or whatever, right? This can happen to anybody. It's normal. It's very normal that we as humans would have a buildup of emotion and struggle and challenge internally that we haven't really dealt with or that we don't have a way like a go-to way that we know of to deal with those things as they come up right so back to the pain and the underlying pain which is really what this feels like it feels like underlying pain and maybe you have this this kind of experience where the pain is kind of dull it's in the background it's not overwhelming It's just there like a nuisance, right? (laughs) That's the kind of pain that's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah? Listen up. I need you to focus in and pay attention, right? That's how I always hear this kind of pain. That's the voice of this kind of pain. Like, hey, you know, Um, let's get together today. Give me some time. When is a good time for you? (laughs) How about now? Okay. (laughs) And that really helps that framing that, uh, the sensation of that dull kind of background pain really helps me to connect with myself and really helps me to come into like a compassionate space with myself. Instead of, this is annoying, this is hateful, I can't stand this, I have so much to do, I don't have time for this. Right? It's like, okay, there's something here I need to devote some time to, some energy, some attention. And that just completely changes my experience of it. And I invite you to explore with something like that for yourself in a way that allows you to feel like your body is looking out for you, right? Your, your biology, your nervous system is like, hey, I'm looking out for you. I'm doing my best. And shifting into that kind of relationship with what you experience with your sensation and what's happening in your body. I invite you to explore that because I find it so much uh, more peaceful and so much more productive and purposeful and meaningful. And it also helps me to break the cycle of pain, right? It helps me to shift out of it to provide for myself and nourish and soothe my nervous system, which is really what needs to happen. And then because life goes on, I then had another experience uh, just shortly after kind of spending some, some time with my pain, you know, getting the kids to school, staying relaxed, not getting worried, just being like, I can deal with this. I know what's going on, right? Keeping it all really grounded, spending some more time. And then I got a text saying uh, that my friend's mom passed away in the night. Now, my friend has recently taken her mom in to live with her and her mom has been in um, 
kind of a pretty far advanced state of dementia. And it's been really hard. They live in a small house and they work, she works at home, uh, from home. And it's been a real, real challenge these last several months and nobody really knew how long it was going to last. So she wrote to say that um, her mom passed in the night and that she was able to be by her side singing to her as she passed. Which is just amazing. And I wanted to share that with you because we have these moments where we get an opportunity to wake up an opportunity to come very quickly right back to what's important and what matters. And I say this within the context of chronic pain uh, circumstances, whether it's migraines or other chronic pain, persistent pain issue, because it's really the pain itself that is the expression or the effect of our tendency to be drawn into that misguided or mistaken narrative about what's important. Like that it's important that we get to this place on time. That it's important that we put a home-cooked meal on the table every night. That it's important that our kids get good grades in school. That it's important that people think this or that about us. None of that is important really. Like all of that is just the distraction. And what happens is that it feels so important. That's the tendency of the human mind to get like mesmerized by these details, which are generally superficial, but feel very meaningful, feel very important, feel very significant because we're mistaking that for something more inherent in ourselves. We're mistaking these details of our lives for the truth of who we are and what's important to us at the core. And I think it's really important to acknowledge this in these moments and to settle in and to know that. And also to be aware that life is still there to be lived. There are still social, you know, uh, interactions that we have to have. There are still people that we have to take care of. If we have children, if we have spouses, there are family members that want to call us. There are neighbors that want to ask us questions, (laughs) right? There are things that are still that are going to be present in our life. There are still houses that we want to walk into and feel, you know, comfortable and that they're clean and dishes to do and food to cook and all this stuff. Yet underneath that, there is something that runs deeper and that is more meaningful and that even makes all of those things slightly obsolete or completely obsolete in a, in, to a degree. And I would even argue that it makes pain obsolete Whatever passing sensation or emotion is more superficial than that deeper, meaningful presence of something. 
And it doesn't mean that you're not still going to pay your taxes and figure out that annoying thing online and uh, you know clean your house and do your dishes. It doesn't mean that those things don't get done. It means that the quality in which you approach them changes. It's kind of like what I mentioned at the beginning about my, or a little bit ago about how I experience pain that is kind of dull and numb and or, uh, annoying in the background. How I experience that as this voice from within kind of beckoning me back home, beckoning me back to the present moment. Down from all of this stuff that I'm trying to do and accomplish and achieve and just back to myself. So I want to invite you to explore this idea as well. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you have that sense of connection to something deeper and broader in yourself. And where would you say that it lies? Could you imagine it in your mind's eye? Does it reveal itself to you somewhere in your body? Is it anchored there? Is it outside of you? Is it glowing? Is it small? Is it subtle? What does it feel like? How does it reveal itself to you? This something that is deeper, broader, more meaningful than any passing emotion, thought, or sensation. And you can feel that it is there always, no matter what. It's just a matter of whether we are aware of its presence and connected to it or disconnected. And there's nothing bad about being disconnected and realizing it's like, oh, oh yeah, time to go home. Oh, oh yeah, time to reconnect. Every time you realize there's a sense of disconnect, it's just an opportunity to reconnect. And with that, I will leave you to explore and enjoy. See you next week. Hey, thanks for joining me again this week. If you liked the episode, please leave a review, let me know, and share it on the socials with your friends, with your family, and others who you think might benefit. And if you are struggling with chronic pain in your life, migraines, or other persistent pain issue, and you want some help, I'd love to help you. I offer a program called Transformational Pain Relief where we look at these three areas of your physical body, your mental space, and your emotional body, and we connect the dots. And there are different tools and techniques that you can use to enter into these different areas to create change and eventually rewire your nervous system. We begin by clarifying and identifying the blocks and the things that are keeping you stuck while deeply nourishing your nervous system at the same time so that you're really providing that sense of safety from within. 
and you continue soothing and nourishing throughout the process as you rewire so that as your nervous system shifts and change and and recalibrates it's all within this context of safety if that's something that you're interested in you can find the link to book a consult call in the show notes of this episode or you can email me directly at molly at move to nourish.com that's move to nourish.com and you can also find me at www.movetonourish.com. There's a form there that you can fill out. It will come to my inbox and I will reach out to you. All right. Have a wonderful week. And if I don't hear from you before next week, I'll see you then. Bye.